Hi, and welcome to Rescuing Churches. If you love pastoral life, ministry, and church revitalization, this is a great place to join the discussion about why the local church matters, how we can help the ones that are in decline, and be an encouragement to their pastors along the way. We'll even get to hear stories from special guests about what God is doing in the church at large. This show is hosted by two guys who serve the local church and is for everyone within the local church. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's go. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rescuing Churches, where it is still a great adventure discussing church revitalization and pastoral life. Learn more at 614ministries.org. My name is Josh. That's my dad, Stan. Always a great adventure. And silent partner Mike is still here, man in the knobs at Mission Control. Today, we're going to talk about one of my all-time favorite subjects. You say that a lot. I know I do say that a lot, but this is really a really good subject because it doesn't just apply to pastors. It applies to leaders in the church in general, and it applies at different levels, So, which is great because this is one of those episodes that even though you're going to talk to pastors a lot, a lot of different people in ministry will be able to relate to at various levels. We're going to talk about burnout. So anybody with a really fast car <laughs> can just peel out of the parking lot. So not that like kind of burnout. Burnout at church is when you peel out of the parking lot of church. No, not that kind of burnout. Oh, different burnout. What kind of burnout do you want to talk about today? Specifically, this is ministry burnout that we're talking about. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's depressing. Yeah, hey, you're the one that wrote the podcast. <laughs> it was your idea, yeah, not mine. Sure. Well, it happens to everybody. If so, you want to be depressed, if, if you've been in ministry long this enough, this is the podcast if you episode. Haven't burned for you. out or got close to burnout ministry, you're not in ministry. You're doing something else. Yeah, you know that's going to be. Or you need to be on our podcast that, and tell us. That'll how just it. that's that'll just be the the tagline for this episode. Uh, you know, I'm looking at Mike. We'll we'll throw something in there about that. If you'd like to be depressed, please listen to this episode. Today. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's how this will work. Uh, I mean, you can't you can't be in ministry too long without facing some. Physical, mental, spiritual exhaustion, emotional, I mean, emotional all exhaustion, of it. All, all of the of above. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul tells Timothy to, in First Timothy six, as he pastors the church at Ephesus, to fight the good fight of faith. Well, anybody knows somebody that's in a fight, um, you get tired pretty quick. The the tension of just being in the fight and the adrenaline that runs. Uh, when you fight spiritual battles, you're going to get tired. You're going to get physically tired. You're going to get mentally tired. You're going to get spiritually tired. Really? Yeah. I would have never imagined that. I know. And then Paul uses the analogy with Timothy in the second letter, Second Timothy 2. He uses the analogy of, of Timothy to, he, he's talking about Timothy being strong in the grace. And he says, let me give you three examples. And what are the three examples? A soldier going into war. Soldier, uh, farmer, yeah. and athlete. Yeah, so so you got the soldier who is training for war. That sounds exhausting, right? Just a, a little good bit. soldier, just a little bit. Yeah, a good soldier. Uh, you got the athlete that he says is competing in competition. That sounds a little bit exhausting, and it requires a ton of effort. And then he says he actually uses this phrase in the next part of that. He says, 
the hardworking farmer. Not just any farmer. Not just any farmer. The hardworking farmer. The hardworking farmer. So athletes, farmers, and soldiers, uh, he's using an analogy of people that just work, work, right. work, 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 get really tired and work through all those. So you can tell that Paul knows ministry is exhausting. Always love right. Paul's analogies. It's one of my favorite things about him as a writer. Mm-hmm. Love his analogies. He's he's good with analogies. and I think that's maybe since it's inspired by God. So, right. Yeah. You think? Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Inspired by God. So we could all understand it better. Yep. Um, but, I mean, every pastor I know that's been in it long enough – You've either burned out or been on the edge of burnout numerous times. Sure. Um, I think I've been past it at times and didn't even know it. And right. I had to have people kind of settle me down and help me. Um, and I know there have been times I've been right on the brink, um, just borderline burnout. So I'd like to talk about just some of the signs of that uh, quickly. Right. But, but I think signs of burnout are personal. Um, I think everybody – processes, pain, conflict, um, exhaustion differently. Um, everybody has a personality that processes that differently. So mine's going to be from sort of the, the personality God gave me. Um, you know, so when I list my signs, they may not be your signs at all. Yours may be blatantly different, but you got to learn to pay attention to figure out what they are. You got to, you got to see and know what's happening inside your head. That's a that's a, a really important aspect of a young pastor is to begin to learn what his inner dialogue is doing and how it's it's traveling, and when, when it's time to reach out for some counsel or help or whatever. Oh, so, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think it's always good to share personal experiences in anything because you never know how your personal experience in life or in a particular area might reach somebody else that's right. been through something similar or, you know, um, something almost borderline exactly like what you have been through. So even right. in the ministry. So let's uh, tackle a few of these on some signs of burnout. Yeah. Um, so for, for me, maybe the obvious ones that begin to show up early for me. Right. Or when I get a little bit short or cranky with family. In other Ooh. words, I, I take it out. <laughs> I take it out. You know, at home, cranky. Not, not he, at, he used the c word in there, guys. Right. The cranky word. But <laughs> you have to admit, I'm a fairly patient person. So when I get impatient uh, at home, or just cranky, just grumpy yep. at home over things, you know, common things that are just part of everyday life anyway. Right. Um, but when I get frustrated at home and feel some tension in my life at home that's normally not there. It probably means there's an internal thing happening for me that's related to a ministry issue since my life is pretty much 99% ministry. Um, then, you know, I have to deal with that. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, and then, then you have a phone conversation with somebody that you're counseling or you're encouraging or trying to help and you do great on the phone conversation. You know, you're, you're 100% engaged, pastor, mm-hmm. helper, shepherd, teacher, counselor, all good. But as soon as they hang up, you're, you just sigh. And it's that you mutter things on your breath like, Oh my gosh, I hope they don't call back. I don't know how much more of this I can take. Yep. When you start, <laughs> when you start feeling that internal yep. dialogue oh, cranking yeah. up, right? Um, you know, it's, it, you just know there's some challenges there. 
Um, yeah, or even worse, you know, there's there's negative talk about that person or the situation itself after you hang up with them. It's I wish they wouldn't have done this or done that, or why are they so this or why are they so yeah, that? You yeah, know? hopefully you're not blurting that out to people riding around the car exactly. with you. Exactly. Yeah, hopefully you're not. But if you are, it's it's a sign that you're pushing. You're pushing it. Yep. You're pushing some sort of emotional wall, some yep. sort of exhaustion. Uh, ministry exhaustion that you get, you need you need to pay attention to. Yep. So, and then next, you say that one of the one of the many signs of that you don't get excited about the teachings that God is leading you to teach. So this is going to be like the things that you're going to be preaching about on Sunday and stuff like that. And that's one of your actual gifts and callings. So obviously that's a sign of burnout. Yeah, I love. I mean, I absolutely love getting to teach, even though I'm an introvert. <laughs> Um, I love bearing the fruit that comes from that gift being applied and it being all God, not me. Right. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where I don't get tired when I'm doing it because it's so enjoyable. Um, and so I'm typically excited. Like to, to the Nehemiah series we're going through now at our church. I I can't wait for the next one to come up and me get to share it with you. Right. I almost want to ask the people, hey, can we can we all just stay longer and I'll do a second one and then y'all come <laughs> back tonight and I'll do a third one and if you come back next, you know, if you if you come back Monday night, I'll, can we just go? I can't wait to share what you know what's there. So there's there's a an excitement in my teaching, but when I realize I'm sort of dreading, like oh, here we go. Mm. Sunday's coming again. Oh. You know, oh my gosh. Why does it have to be yeah. another Sunday? Right. But when I dread um or or at least don't get excited about teaching, that's that's an indicator for me. Mm. And then of course starting to dread meetings around church. You're like, oh, we got another board meeting or what's what's the committee I gotta oh, meet man. with now? The who? pastors never dread board meetings. The who committee, the what did they do and the why yep. are we going there? Who messed up what? Our church agreed to go help what do who and you start when you start you know, feeling the tension of all that, that's yep. some good indicators. Really good indicators. Um, and then on a real deeper internal thing, just personal, um, when you start getting those exhaustions in, then the Bible's clear about this. In fact, it's in Nehemiah. Yeah, it is. Um, we just talked through this in Nehemiah. But uh, when when you start feeling the exhaustion, um, the, the enemy, Satan himself, loves to come in with uh, temptation. And for me, it starts in some of the oldest battles that I struggle with from younger ministry days. And Satan wants to tempt me through a bunch of that. And so I can start, if I start sensing the temptations are antiquated, but strong, um, I, I have to start realizing, man, there's something happening here and it's not healthy, right? There's um, and, and for some people, it's just plain old mental depression. They start getting depressed, um, exhausted, uh, mentally, uh, for some people, it's a level of fear, um, overwhelming fears of failure or rejection. Those are big pastor fears for all of us. Uh, it's a pretty big responsibility to guard for the souls of those you're entrusted with as, as the Bible tells us we do. So fear, fearing that you're going to fail that and the enemy putting fear in your path, um, can wear you down long enough to where you're you're tired and mentally tired. You're oh, mentally yeah, sure. tired of the battle. You know, you've been literally in a boxing ring with the enemy over that fear for a long time, and then all of a sudden you just realize, man, I'd just rather lay down and get knocked out over this. I don't you know, I'm no good at this or I don't I don't want to do it anymore. So um and then sometimes it's it's uh I see pastors burn out through uh sort of coveting other people's ministries it's mm -hmm. like uh 
Oh, yeah. I just wish my pat, my ministry, you know, you hear somebody tell this great story and you're like, oh, I wish I was like that, yep. you know, and then you start hating what you have yep. over them. And so you're actually, co- hard, it's, it's is- covetousness and it's the, you know, grass is always greener on the other side. If I was that pastor, my life would be way better. Yeah. Which is a hard place to be because as you've said numerous times in your sermons and on this podcast, you, the ministry that you have as a pastor is a ministry that God's entrusted to you. Correct. And if you know that in your head, but you're thinking this way as well, that's a really tough place to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very much so. so. Very easy to burn out. But those are my kind of personal notes on that, but you know, everybody's different. So I, I, we would welcome the feedback on our emails or phone calls or texting or podcast or whatever you want to do with us. But Big we'd time. love some feedback on that. If you Absolutely. have other indicators, and we'll do another podcast on this because I think I think pastoral burnout's high these days. I think, right. I think they're very high. So you've got three necessary actions to follow that up for those that are bordering on burnout. And the first one is to get with your spiritual mentor. This is something that I see you do in in your own personal life all the mm-hmm. time. And this I'm all the time on the edge of burnout. <laughs> <laughs> not not just because you're on the edge of burnout, but just because you know that it's a healthy thing to get yeah, with your spiritual yeah. mentor. But if you're on the edge of burnout, you definitely should be getting with your spiritual mentor and share that burden. So tell me a little bit about how that works. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I do try to spend good time with the people that mentor me and, and oversee me and check on my spiritual health and emotional health and even my family health. So, but there are times when I, those things we just talked about, I feel them churning. Yep. And when I'm with that person, I know I have to tell, I have to say, here's what we're struggling with. You know, this, Hey man, you see, no, I'm really, I'm just fed up. Yeah. You know, I'm just tired. Yeah. I'm, man, I'm so tired. Um, can't see straight and I need a break, you right. know, whatever, however you want to say it, having somebody that's a ministry partner or ministry mentor, a good friend that's trustworthy. They're not going to go tell your church you're a wimp. They're not going to go, you know, make you look like a bad person, but you got to have somebody you can, that will bear that burden with you. Galatians six talks about, we bear one another's burdens. Exactly. And it literally means I'm carrying part of what you're struggling to carry. Um, So then you, then you got to be willing to take the advice of that spiritual mentor or that leader. Um, if they say, Hey man, you got to have a timeout. We need to talk to your board or I'm on the board and I'm going to talk to the board or whatever, but you got to obey them. Once, once you're, once you're pushing that limit, you have to get some help in your life. You're not an independent giant. That's invincible. You're actually vulnerable at that point. So listening to leadership, a good leader has to be a follower. Um, so you should do that. And if you don't have good spiritual leadership, um, team to cover you, I'm going to tell you that's a reason why you're facing burnout. You're, you're going to face burnout every time you don't develop a team for yourself. Absolutely. So you should have people around you that can help you. And I'll just volunteer 614. Um, yep. Josh and Stan and some of his uh, ministry team that works with him will be happy to reach out and connect with you along the way. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll help carry some of your load for sure. And that absolutely will go for pastors and people who just work in lay ministry, different yeah, levels, lay ministers, all any different level of ministry, different level of ministry in general. Don't think that this only applies to pastors. You can burn out as a Sunday school teacher. You can burn out as an elder, a deacon, a communications director or whatever you are. So, and then number two, you say, get alone with God 
set yourself apart in a quiet place. And this involves like clearing your schedule and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The, I think the second thing you need to do when you start sensing those internal mechanisms kicking in is, um, you need, you need God time and refreshing time. You need a, a time that you can, uh, literally get alone with God. And I, I have learned now that I'm older, um, I, I write the word God on my schedule. Like right. my little, my little phone will, will have the word God meeting with God today. Right. And when I'm meeting with God, I don't take phone calls. Sure. You know, I don't, I mean, unless I know it's an emergency or somebody calls the third time, then I might answer it. Right. But it's like I'm in a meeting. I can't. Yeah. I can't do that right now. And what, what's the meeting? Well, it's me and God. Me and yeah. God just trying to re- rest and refresh and understand, you know, some of this dialogue in my head. So, um, but yeah, we you have to you have to get along with God and express yourself to Him, share your pain, mourn with Him, and then I think you should sit quiet and listen and wait on the Lord after you've done that. Yep. You know, good, Jeremiah's a good example. He's very honest with God numerous times. Very much so. You know, Jeremiah says, you've deceived me, and I'm very deceived. I thought this was going to be a great ministry, <laughs> and Dad coming every time I turn around, they're throwing me in a pit of mud or mistreating exactly. me, and they never, ever are going to turn, are they? Nope, they're never going to turn. Great They're just going to keep on preaching, and they're never going to turn. And this is something that's hard for pastors especially to do and other people who work at different ministry levels as well. But it is hard for us to carve out, you know, time in our schedule because we look at our calendars and, you know, and we think, well, I'm, I'm busy with so many other things, but, you know, in, ter- in terms of ministry stuff and time alone with God, we know that's more important. But it's like, oh, well, this is all ministry and this is ministry. And but if you like, don't have a well to give from, if you, if you yeah, you're just going to yeah. be dry. So, yeah. And then number three, you say, share your struggle with your spiritual team. This goes back to the team concept. Ask for support and ask for a break when you have to. Yeah, this is this is where it's important to humble yourself in front of your team, right? And be honest. Easier um, said than done. And I, I got to tell you, as I was writing some of this, part of me wanted to be very careful with millennial pastors who want to quit all the time. It seems like to me they're just everything's too hard. I heard that so many times from millennials that I've trained up along the way. That right. This is just too hard. It's too I hard. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do it. I'm out. Um, I can't do it. So I'm not talking about that kind of too hard. Like I never really knew how to work hard. I'm yeah. talking about if you've really hit the place where you need some help, you talk to your spiritual team that surrounds you, your board, your leadership team, your elders, whoever that is. Um, and you ask for a break and you get some people to cover you. Right. Like I need two Sundays where I can actually sit and listen yep. and be refreshed. Um, I need, uh, you know, a Sunday off and a week off where I can just, if I can't afford to go on a vacation, which, you know, we don't do that very much in our family, but I actually could, uh, you know, just go sit at the park in the day and just refresh. I could go for a walk in the, in the woods or whatever it takes to get some refreshing in this week and not feel the pressure of the schedule. That's always, always go, 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 go. Exactly. Um, I just need a break. And so you're going to have to tell somebody that, uh, that can help make that decision with you and put that in there. Yep. In the ministry world, that's really how it works a lot of times, not just for pastors, but yeah. it's it's that way for a lot of people. They're not going to know or think about you needing a break until you actually tell them because they're used to seeing so many pastors and ministry people just function like machines. Yeah, they're invincible. To they're them. invincible. Yep. So, <laughs> so here's what I would have said to myself 
in that. And I did say several times when I was pushing burnout, uh, my team is the problem. They're not going to, they can't cover the things that I do. Right. So I can't take off. Right. Okay. And I would say to you now that I've learned from that, that's the problem. That's your problem. Yes. Not theirs. <laughs> Leave it to them and let them figure it out or let them figure out they can't do it. Right. So they appreciate what you have done or exactly. are doing. That's exactly right. Um, if they don't get it done, fine. That's on them and on their watch and you're on break. That's right. Um, but spiritual leaders uh, that never get a time off are in trouble and um, they need time off. And sometimes your church has to learn the hard lesson. Man, we really missed our pastor this week. You know, the guy we had filling in from whatever Sunday school class or whatever was horrible. Yeah, <laughs> so and it's not. He's fine in Sunday school, but man, he's terrible he's there. terrible there. Well, and you say it so well here, but it's just, it's not um, just, you know, older pastors. It It's it's pastors and ministers and, and lay leaders of every age and every demographic across the board, really. You can, yeah. bur- you can burn out at any age at any experience level in the ministry. Mm-hmm. I'm in my thirties and you know, I could, I could burn out in the ministry mm-hmm. and that's something that, um, you know, having seen your, you know, example and, you know, been serving in the ministry with you. Um, I know this is what to look, you know, doing podcasts like this. I know this is what to look for. This is what to, these mm-hmm. are the things that I need to be following and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so you want to talk about what pastors should be trying to do to get the flock to, to do? Well, yeah. So I heard this yesterday, and we'll just close out with this. I heard this yesterday at a leadership conference um, here at our own church. Uh, one of my associate pastors loved to just round up a few people from the community and have them come share thoughts about leadership, and we, we have a good meal together and talk for half a day about that. And so yesterday I heard one of the other pastors say, I wish I knew which one it was, but uh, – probably pastor Brandon anyway, but he said, pastors are trying to get the flock to do what it doesn't want to do. Um, They're trying to get the flock to go where they don't want to go. And they're trying to get the flock to learn what they don't want to learn. And they're trying to get the flock to become what it doesn't believe is possible. So that's a pretty hard job when you think about that. Right. Right. And all the while I wrote all this down, these are my words based on what he was implying. Right. Um, but all the while I'm trying to be the one to follow God and do what I don't want to do because God's called me to do some things I don't want to do. Sure. All the while I'm trying to go where I don't want to go. I'm still trying to not be the guy that's resisting God. I need to learn what I don't want to learn. Right. Yep. And I'm trying to become what I don't even know is possible in the kingdom of God yet. So while God's working on me as a project, yep. I'm supposed to be working on the other 45 people in front of me yep. at the same level of project. And we're all impossible jobs at the end of the day exactly. without the hand of God. So it's well, an impossible. Welcome, mission. welcome to the local church. <laughs> yeah. It's an impossible mission without God's help. And yep. it should create exhaustion at numerous levels. The deal is you got to learn to pay attention to those signs and you got to reach out for help and you got to have a leadership team around you. that will say, Hey, you need a little break. We got it. Yep. It is an impossible mission. It's an impossible mission. It is an impossible mission. All right, guys, we may mention some of this at the, at our shepherd summit as well. So we plug the shepherd summit one more time. Yeah. That, that shepherd summit is going to be running April the 28th through the 30th. And that's going to be a Thursday through uh, a Saturday morning. 
All the information is available online on our website at 614ministries.org. Just hit the Shepherd Summit tab. Scholarships are available. We can even help you with rooms. Yes. Don't not come if you can't, just because you can't afford it. Right. Payment information and everything on the site. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for listening to this episode. Hope you found all the content and dialogue helpful and inspiring as always. I'm Josh. That's Stan, Talent Partner Mike, and we'll catch you guys next time. You've been listening to Rescuing Churches, a discussion for the local church and its leaders. This show is brought to you by 614 Ministries. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 614Rebuild and visit us online at 614ministries.org. Also, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcast. Thanks for listening.